coming up on TMS, diarrhea dog is the worst yoga move. I don't like e batteries. The ones you lick that hurt. Save a solathon. When you're not here, your family we don't like anymore. Borderline political Jesus. The man at the recycling center lied. Duncan Kofefe. Swamp Water is my John Fogarty cover band name. Germans, pretty cool since the war. Collective soul asylum. Your dog died? Prove it, you can't. My chids are addicted to the Fortnite. A pint of weed with Bill. Discovering Frog Pantheon with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Here at his gravesite, loyal fans have turned out by the several to pay tribute to the legendary ham. You disgust me. The Morning Stream. Sometimes an insect will even mimic its predator. Good morning and welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm better than I was last night. The dog slept. uh, We gave her kind of a 12... Uh, month, twelve months, twelve hour fast. Uh, the vet said to do that, so we did that. Sure, Good. and uh, that seemed to help. She slept fine. We slept okay for the first time in about three days. Oh, and uh, but then overnight, like at three o'clock in the morning, found out my daughter uh, Taylor their heating went out. So it's really cold oh, right no. now. And you guys, you're dealing with massive snow and everything. Now, yeah, right? and it's like really it's... really cold right now. And so oh. they're coming over here today with the baby and van to just sort of chill. <laughs> For lack of a better term, maybe, maybe, maybe I was yeah. say, probably a better way to phrase that. Meanwhile, there's some emergency HVAC guy over their house trying to figure out what happened. But anyway, that stuff's real fun, and uh, you know, you got diarrhea dog, and you got that, and it's all good. Speaking of diarrhea dog, <laughs> yeah, diarrhea Brian, dog. <laughs> I have something very special for you today. Ooh, all right. I can't wait. Excellent. It's, it's a reading, you guys. I'm doing a dramatic reading, kind of like if you paid to go see like a one-man show on stage or something. Right. And, uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer's One Man Hamlet. There you go. Like that. To exactly. Be. Or like or when P- to be. Picard did that um, uh, one-man uh, Christmas Carol thing uh, well, right. for all those years. Right. Patrick Stewart, not Picard. Anyway, no, think be. of it as like probably that. on the, uh, the holodeck, too. He probably did his own. Oh, I guarantee it. Uh, while he wasn't a uh, uh, Robin Hood or whatever the hell that shit was. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do this in a dramatic fashion. Uh, okay. This is an email that I received, and I think the chat would really enjoy it. So uh, and people at home. So here we go. I'm gonna. Excellent. I'm now getting into character. For this. You have music for this? I do. I do. And the light. Imagine the stage lights lower a little bit. Um, the artsy fartsy theater holds about 300. Sure. Uh, here, here's where it begins. Subject line, dogs with diarrhea, crapping in your house, Jesus Christ. Body of the message. They don't fix themselves, you jackass. The vet can give a medication. Problem solved in a few hours. You act like the dog is the problem. You are the problem. Jesus Christ. So hard to listen to your podcast. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, those, you know those borderline uh, political ad. 
It was kind of. That music and that reading, yeah. What he doesn't want you to know is that he voted to eat children or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That was an actual email. I'm not going to drag his name or anything, but what a weird thing to get, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking weird. Do you? So when you get the when you get the shit, Scott, uh, do you immediately go to the doctor? Or you just say this too shall pass. No, and maybe you change some, your diet for a little bit. Sometimes it will pass. Now, if this has been yes. going on for four days straight, yeah, you you go well. Maybe there's something more. We need to we need to es- escalate the, the the problem and go you know whatever. But right. come on, give me a break. And she didn't go all over the house. She went in the kennel. Right. There's no all over the house. And if it's so hard to listen to the podcast, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, <laughs> well. I was looking I'm just glad to that. they found religion. I am too. They really, I mean, honestly, truly have embraced their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christo, and I'm really proud of them. Yes. Uh, let's move on to something cooler. So, uh, sure. Here's another thing to uh, just remind people at home uh, that you should do. I'm going to play a listener's uh, f- phone message, and uh, I'm both late playing it, and they were both late on catching up a show. So there's a bit of a confluence there. Okay, it'll make sense when you hear it. So here you go. Hey, Scott. <laughs> Uh, this is James. I'm calling about the smoke alarm uh, discussion on TMS. I don't know how many days I am late. I'm, I'm running behind on podcasts. Anyway, you know, uh, it's a pain in the butt, right? But why not just replace the batteries in all of them when you start hearing chirps? That way, the next time you hear chirps, you know that they all need replaced again. And then you don't have to hunt them down. I know that, you know, you're not made of money and no one is, but batteries aren't that expensive, are they? Love the show. Bye. So I'm trying to decide whether that whole batteries aren't that expensive, are they? Is meant as a little bit of shade in my direction? Yeah, it definitely feels like it is. A little like, shady. Batteries aren't that expensive, are they, uh, Moneybags Johnson? Mm-hmm. Just a little. And it's fine. He's right. It's just, this is the best yeah. solution. And now we are, we are synced that way. We did. We went and did everything at once. Good. Uh, yeah, that's the way to do it. So if anything bleeps, it will be at the same time, or we'll know that that's the time to swap out batteries. So. Yeah, I mean exactly, exactly. So if you know if you change them all at the same time, then you know when the first one starts beeping, you know the others can't be far behind. So it's just sure just, uh, do them all. Sure, sure. And the other thing is, let's say I, I one of them beeps, but the others for whatever reason only used half the battery. Like, could I? I guess I don't know what else to use. Uh, what are those called? I forgot the name of those, those batteries. Those, uh, uh, the two nine the volts. One, nine volts. The ones you lick and hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. God, why couldn't we? Could they not use another letter? Like, had they, did they feel like they'd run out of letters <laughs> when they when the nine volt batteries came out and they just couldn't say, "Oh, we'll call this one an E battery, e or battery. A J battery." Yeah, I like that. Why yeah. not? Why didn't we do that? Because everything was A's and D's and triple A's and double A's. Right. And, exactly. I like, don't get oh it. man, we are out of letters. I guess we have to call this one a nine volt. Nine volt. Don't lick it. That's right. But, Twelve but, bucks for a uh, an eight pack of. Uh, Amazon Basics nine volt batteries. Rechargeables or just throwaways? Just reg- just throwaways. Okay. I haven't seen. I'm sure they have rechargeables. Oh yeah, there they do. By Tenergy, but I haven't seen like a uh, loop uh, uh, rechargeable. Only, right, and they're the only good brand as far as I'm concerned. They are. Yeah. The problem is the you know they're such a dumb shape that you have to use a completely different charger to charge those. Unlike the A's and the triple or double A's and triple A's. That That's true. We yeah. go through like candy for our. With our Enna loops, it just seems like when you and I were kids, nine volts were all over the place and used for tons of things. Yeah, you, you know, because it was a lot of our toys. Yeah, that's what it nine was. Volt batteries. It was like, oh my, my Millennium Falcon doesn't go anymore because. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Time to change the nine volt. Yeah, exactly. So, so these days, kids, everything's, you don't even know what you have. They're a bunch of uh, rechargeable everything's now, kids. Yeah. You don't know what it was like to be us. We, all of a sudden, when our Simon stopped working, we had to wait until our parents were going to the store and they could buy another battery for it. Yep. And the other problem with the nine volts were it wasn't as simple as just sticking it in something the way that triple A's or double A's oh, were. Yeah. You had the little dangly dongle that you had to snap on top and it had to right. match the two pieces because they were different. Like, I don't know right, who designed exactly. that, but they were just trying Positive to... Positive and negative terminal, and they had to snap on there, and every once in a while, you'd that those little red and black wires, would one of them would break, and you'd be kind of screwed until yeah. your uncle with a soldering iron came over. And it's a device that people would test to see if it still had a charge by putting their tongue to it. Like it just, I never, I never did that to test if it still had a charge. Oh, way. my dad did it all the time. He's like, is that, is that a good battery? I don't know. Well, t- taste it. I'm like, Dad, I'm not doing that. And he'd go, come here, give me that. And he'd go, eh. If it didn't power my Simon, then I knew that it was dead. Then yep. I knew that that was the... That was if the, your little uh, Coleco Vision uh, football thing didn't work. So, Kep yeah. Kipper uh, did a little research, went to Wikipedia, yeah. and uh turns out that the 9-volt battery is... Known as the E battery. Oh, what? It is the. It's an E battery. Why don't we call it that? I don't know. It just never stuck, maybe or something. Just never stuck. Well, yeah. in the in the era of E everything, it's probably harder to call it that now because everything's like yeah, yeah, E right. trade. Oh, you, e you have an E battery. What is that? A electronic version of a battery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do they? I mean, I, I assume that those are still. So the other thing was back in the day, they always told us you wanted to make sure you you didn't just throw them in the trash that you took them to a battery right recycler thing. Yeah, is that exactly. still? I assume that's still true. You know. Alkaline I guess it that. is, you know, I mean, I, I'm sorry when if, and I use mostly rechargeables in the house, but if every once in a while we get a new, uh, like a new TV comes with a, a remote control and in the box are, you know, plastic wrapped triplet of some weird named, you know, lowest yeah. level of the, of the ladder, uh, battery company. Yeah. And you put those in there, they last a good three months and then you replace them with rechargeable batteries. Yeah. And I throw those away. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I, just, I do that with remotes because uh, I don't my my loops all go in controllers and cool things. Oh, use use the crap batteries and remotes. Yeah. Just because, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't because they, they, they seem to live forever. And then when yeah. they do finally die, it's like, I don't know. It just feels like I, why would I put why would I put a rechargeable in there? It just sits there for an eternity. Rechargeables need right. to be more frequent, I think. You know? Electronics. Now, big electronics I take, we have a, a recycling place that takes re- uh, electronics. We have to pay them. But, right. Uh, you know, like this iPad, that iPad 1 that uh, uh, you can't really, you know, it doesn't hold a charge anymore. You've got to use a plugged in like, oh, okay, I'll take that to the recycling place. They should we pay just you. They should pay you because they're going to they're gonna make money on that trash. You should get paid. Sure, exactly. Do they do they make money on that? Like if I take a I mean, they an sell old junk. monitor. They sell them as, as parts, I think. I think they melt that down. They melt down like uh aluminum, all that, oh, sure. I think. And I took well, we did a similar thing where I took like four old PCs, just junkers, to this yeah. place and they didn't charge us, but they also we didn't, you know, we don't get anything out of it. But mm-hmm. they I asked them, I said, Hey, what happens to this stuff? Says well, sometimes we try to refurb machines that look like they might work, and then we'll donate them to like a library or school. And then sometimes, oh, cool. you know, sometimes we can't do that, so we'll just 
melt it down and break them out into, into their components. Into their individual parts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, monitors, though, <laughs> we have uh, one of those rage rooms nearby. So when I was doing all those, uh, all that equipment um uh, rage uh, oh rage room like the vegas thing like the i know yeah. what you're talking about okay yeah keep going yeah, you Sorry. go in there with a sledgehammer and smash fax machines and lamps yeah. and stuff like that so cool uh they take monitors and uh when i had a bunch of monitors that didn't work that uh, came from the uh the company the gig that i was doing for refurbishing computers and monitors and equipment still working that job by the way yeah uh we would take the monitors there and they'd be like oh my god thank you this is great and i'm just visualizing I'm sure I'm sure that when they beat the crap out of this, they're not saying, okay, now let's separate all the things that are recyclable and mm-hmm. we're going to take these to the recycling place. I'm sure that they've, yeah, they yeah. just put it all into a dumpster and haul it to the dump. I think you're right. There's some, someone in the chat says that recycling is a lie. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it well, there was a, there was be. a great John Oliver expose on recycling and it's not as cut and dry as they make it sound like 60% of the stuff that people put in recycling that they think is recyclable and does have the little recycle symbol doesn't actually get recycled because there are only a few facilities that can do specific kinds of plastic recycling. Right. And during the last administration, we shut down exporting uh, certain kinds of trash to China for recycling yeah, we don't even know what what really happens to it over there. But to us, it looked like, oh, look, they're taking this stuff, and now I'm being told all the time, don't put that in there. We can't do that anymore. Don't put that yeah. in there. So yeah, as usual, and Brian said it as usual, it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah, recycling Welcome. colon. It's complicated. Yeah, recycling your colon is complicated. Just exactly. ask Ripley, the poopy dog. Uh, anyway. We got another, uh, we got a text here I want to read. This is one that came in for Brian specifically. Uh, it says, from another soul soul. <clears throat> uh, this is from, let's see, yours in trash, Sven from Baseball Camp. He says, as a fellow Kia soul owner, I can't help but sympathize with Brian's recent saga of mechanical mis- misfortune. I myself have had to pour, oh, thank you, dear. Sorry, my wife brought me a thing. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's see. I myself have had to pour a metric oodle of money noodles what of money noodles you gotta say it together a metric oodle of money noodles a metric oodle of there. money it's noodles alliterative. there it is i like that into various repairs just to keep the, the the beast running that said it got me to thinking you know uh would be cool what if the tadpole had an old school telethon to raise money for brian's soul <laughs> only it would be for this uh it would be for the save brian's soulathon. even better it would feature songs from soul music groups Songs with the word soul in it. Guest appearances from noteworthy citizens of Seoul, Korea. And, and uh, sorry, special guest performance by Collective Soul to finish it all oh. off. At the very least, it would make a fun episode of Coverville. Soulmates Assemble. Yours and Trash, well, Ben. I'd rather have Soul Asylum. Can I get well, Can I get both Collective Soul and Soul Asylum? You could. Yeah. yeah. yeah why not? I think sure. that's good. What other bands have soul in it? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, soul Coughing. Soul Coughing. That's a good, uh, good pull there. What's yeah. his face uh, with the the guy? He went solo, and he's even better solo than he was with uh, Soul Coughing. Um, soul low, <laughs> soul low. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, soul. That's all I know. Oh, uh, Long Cold Del Soul. Oh, all right. He's the guy who did that uh, really cool cover of uh, Ninety Nine Problems. A really cool. Oh yeah, De La Soul. De La that's Soul. A good one. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Mike Doty. That's Mike Doughty. That's what I'm thinking of identity for. He's he is great as a solo performer, man. He is great. Soul coughing was terrific, but man, I love Mike Doughty mm. or Doty. I'm sure how it's pronounced. I'd never oh, heard yeah, of him. Oh yeah, Soul to Soul. Yeah, tell Soul to Soul is another good one. Back to life, back to, back to reality. reality. That's what they're going to say when they when your car's done. Speaking of which, <laughs> is there any uh, update on that? How's that going? I called yesterday and left a message, and I have not heard back. Just a quick message to say, hey, has the part shown up? Uh, as of as of Sunday, they've had the car for exactly one month. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's and, a long uh, time. Showing Jeez. no signs of me getting it before uh, before Christmas. That's one twelfth of a year, man, that they've yeah. had your car. Yeah. That's totally. a lot. Oh gosh, when you think of it like that, that's yeah. a lot. Think about it. If somebody was in a coma for a month, we'd all be gasping. Like, oh I my do gosh. like how you think of time as what? What if somebody experienced <laughs> the same amount of time that we're talking about? That would be the same amount of time. Yeah. What if they spent thirty <laughs> days doing a thing? What then? Um, Actually, it'd no. be great if I was in a coma for thirty days because then uh, I wouldn't have been without my car. I wouldn't have realized I was without my car. So right. This is yeah. a bad. This is the worst remake of "Dude, Where's My Car" we've ever had. It really is. Yeah. It totally is. Dude, where's my soul? Quick, uh, <laughs> quick final uh, text here from someone named some guy, uh, or some it's guy. just some guy. Maybe just random. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, he's talking about Duncan because we were talking about Duncan yesterday and how yeah, they changed yeah. it from Duncan to Duncan or from Duncan Donuts to Duncan. He says Duncan acts the donuts to compete with Starbucks on coffee. So they wanted to focus on well, the the thing. The thinking here is they want to focus on the coffee delivery and the coffee. Hey, we're a coffee shop. We're here for your morning addiction, and less these big round gooey donuts that people don't care about as much as the coffee. That's smart. Yeah, I mean, basically, if you think about it, it's like, oh, you only go you go to Dunkin' for donuts, and then you go to Starbucks for coffee. They just want people to think of uh, both the coffee and the donuts from the same place. Yeah, and and Nicole Spagnola was like the biggest, you know perpetuator of the great coffee at Dunkin Donuts when she was uh, you know back when she was here in Colorado and doing recommendals she'd always talk about or not always but very early on talked a lot about the Dunkin coffee and saying that's really good where do you stand on Dunkin um, I think I've only well I used to love their donuts back when I was a little kid yeah. and they had a store in Arvada that was two blocks away from my house and it was on my way to and from school so I could stop there on the way and get a donut as I walked to school. Nice. And they made the donuts in-house. That that guy, that fat guy got up and he turned the light on in his <laughs> in, on his nightstand uh-huh. and he said, it's time to make the donuts. And he you know, shuffled into the bathroom and shuffled back and forth in the dark and, and at four o'clock in the morning and then he went to work and made the donuts. Uh, now... I don't think they make the donuts there at all anymore. Mm, mm. And so I don't go there at all. I'd much rather go. If I'm going to get a donut, my go-to is, I think, Lamar's. Mm, Lamar's Donuts. Lamar's Donuts. I don't, I don't know if it's a it's it's a local chain. I don't know if it's a national chain, but they're like five or six here in Colorado. And their donuts are just so fantastic. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no doubt. So, so, good. so have you had their coffee though at the Duncan? Is it? Is it I have only had like some, some you know, sugar-free hazelnut, you know, froofy, sweet drink that that yeah. didn't grab me. I think yeah. it was something that Nicole said was was really good, and I I tried. I'm like, oh, that's a little too sweet for me, even though it was 
it was uh, sugar free. So see, we don't always our recommendals don't always line up. See, sometimes we don't like what each other brings to the show. See, no, no, mm. it's true. Sometimes our recommendals fall flat, but that's not the case for me, Scott. No, I'm going to tell you right now. As Tina and I started watching a thing that you recommended back in August, August 24th, if I'm going to be specific. Ooh, B, please. You recommended a program, a series called The Old Man, starring Jeff oh. Bridges and John Lithgow. And we're four episodes, three episodes in, four episodes in. Oh, it's so damn Isn't it great? It's so good. Really, really good. Yeah. You know what else Uh, is great is Amy Brennerman is great. She's good. She's great in it. And uh, what's her face from uh, Arrested Development? Oh, she's mind-blowingly good. Yeah, she's really good. I I loved her in I feel like everything I've seen since, and I haven't seen Search Party, so I feel like I missed out on other good stuff she's done. But for me, she was always... The person on Arrested Development, and when she came back for the newer ones, I was like, "Oh, she's kind of—I don't know, she's fine, whatever." And I just yeah. thought, "Well, we'd never see her again." No, dude, she's good. Alia Shawcat. Yeah, Shawcat. Her name yeah. couldn't be harder to say, but yeah. <laughs> well, it could if she had three names, and then you'd you completely like flare around like Chloe Grace Prince. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she's great in it, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're hooked. That twerp who works for. He's CIA, but he's over oh, in the FBI. Yes. Freaking that guy! I just want to rub him out. <laughs> and the boy, the uh, the actors that they they got to play young versions of Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow, especially the John Lithgow actor. Oh yeah, has his speech nailed. Like, oh yeah, it's like it's almost like it's one of those where you worry that it's an impression, but it's it's better than that. It's like it doesn't feel like he's faking a yeah. voice. It just feels like that guy has that voice. Yeah, you'd, if someone said, "Oh, that's his son," I'd believe you because it's just we're out long so dancing in this town, <laughs> and you're going to you're going to comply. That's pretty good. That's not. It was horrible. I need. I have not workshopped. I've never tried to do a, a John Lithgow impersonation. I need to. That is one I feel like I could do, though. If I you could, I feel like you got uh, you got most of the way there just now. It's just a little yeah. tweaking, and you got it. A little workshopping, and I might have it. Because there's a lot of demand for a John Lithgow impersonation. Oh yeah, no, that's a huge. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like what's his name always says. Um, Bill Hader. He he likes. I think we talked about this before. His own his impressions, his best impressions, the ones he likes to do the most, are ones yeah. that nobody thinks about. Like he's still doing Vincent Hawkeye Price. from Mash or Vincent Price or yeah. these uh, yeah. these character actors or or things true. that were popular in the '60s and '70s and no one cares about now. That's a good point. Yeah, anybody you know? can do a Trump, especially freaking Jamie Fox. Who who knew? Right? Oh, that blew my mind. I can't believe that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, who's you know who's out there trying to pull a Vincent Price or a uh, an Alan Alda or things like that? Right. I, I respect it. I think it's great, but yeah. it's a yeah. dying art. Uh, all right. Well, that's all well and good. Yeah. Guess what we have? We have this. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Where there's Diablo, there's the Diablo Show! That's right. As Diablo 4 approaches, the Diablo Show is back on the air and available now on all podcast platforms and at frogpants.com slash Diablo. Yeah, let's just play a little Wow, it's back, huh? Yeah, I decided... Uh, I've been mulling it around for a while, but I miss doing that. It's, it's a yeah. solo show, yeah. and I get to be a little bit different on there, and I kind of like doing that, and... Up till now, it was always people always like, "Oh, did you stop because of the Blizzard stuff?" 
Not really. I stopped it because there, was no there wasn't not a lot to, to talk on. about. Yeah, it was yeah. like <laughs> Diablo 3 sort of had gotten you know into a loop of the same stuff. They weren't adding anything to it, and they had announcements of other things. The last episode I did was in 2019, right after the announcement of BlizzCon. But um, but then there's just been you know kind of dead air since then. But things are ramping up. I'm hearing some insane things internally and externally about the game that make me think it's got legs. So I'm going to do an eight season or an eight episode season to to start it back up and see how it goes. Yeah. And um, always anyway. a good always a good thing to say. You know, instead of saying this is this will go on forever, start with the season. Say I can end at this at the end of the season if I like, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, or keep it going. There's a reason yeah. TV does that. It's the reason they don't just go episode one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, they yeah, they make exactly. seasons for a reason. <laughs> Unless you're a news show or a you know talk show. Or sure, like or that. like us, TMS is not the kind of show you do in seasons, right? It's not doesn't right. really work. That right, way. But, exactly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we're gonna give that a shot, and uh, if you're interested, well, there will definitely be a talk about that battle pass chat. In fact, that's probably the very next episode. <laughs> gonna release What's, it on Mondays. So, uh, and maybe we already talked about this. Maybe I asked about it, but whatever happened with the um, that mobile thing that they announced? The uh, immortal, the game. Yeah, Diablo. Oh, oh it did come out. That's yeah, right. It's still a thing. It's, yeah, it came out yeah. this year. It was up for. It, did, uh, right. it sadly got booed at the. Uh, Yes, at the Game Awards a couple of days ago when they announced Did it, really? it, yeah, because it it was up for Mobile Game of the Year and probably would have won had Snap not come out this year. So, uh, oh really? Yeah, wow, I think Snap that... Snap usurped it. Yeah, uh, I think deservedly. But um, Immortal is making them money hand over fist, but it's controversial as hell. So, yeah, there'll be some talk about that. Um, the show will probably lean into more four issues. Like sure, four's got its sure. own big questions around it right now. There's a bunch of weird issues about like, which version do you buy now? And what does that give you? And it's a little bit squampus. There's a big freak out about how the collector's edition has no game code in it of all of any, no game. There's no game with it. Uh, it's just a collector's edition, but it's not called that. So it's like a paradigm shift. Think of it this way, Brian, like, it used to be when you get a collector's edition of, say, a WoW expansion, that meant yeah. the DVDs would be in there, plus art book, plus all right. the other stuff. Yeah. So yeah. what this is, instead of this being a collector's edition that costs you 150 bucks, that includes the game in a code form or something, which yeah. they had a lot of problems with, with fraud with those, um, people reselling codes and stuff like that. So what they're doing instead is that basically they're giving you a... Uh, like think of it as a Diablo swag box or loot crate. Okay, gotcha. So you buy it on top of correct, the game. or or in addition okay. to, or not at all. Like you could buy just the swag stuff and never even buy the game. <laughs> never buy the game. It'd be weird, but it, but that way. Yeah. So so the box is only ninety nine dollars instead of one hundred and fifty. And the thinking is that well, now you have the ability to get the the standard edition of the game digitally just by doing it. Um, there still be boxed copies with discs in them for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and X, that's still a thing. Well, not S, because S doesn't have an optical drive, but you know what I mean. That'll still be a thing, but from a retail perspective, at least on the PC side, no one's doing discs anymore. Sure. And I don't blame them. I think it's actually an okay thing. It's just shifting the paradigm for people, so there's a lot of outrage about it. I'm like, well, A, I don't know why you're outraged, because it's, you're not paying for the game. (laughs) You're paying for a loot box with a bunch of Diablo stuff in it. I think people yeah. just don't like change, and it's weird for them. But anyway, we'll talk about issues like that. Yeah, but it also feels we'll, like that's kind of the easiest, like the best way to do it, right? You know, collector's edition. Don't yeah. have to buy it, and right. you can buy it on top of everything else and get your additional 
That's weird. So that kind of dumb stuff will get talked about, but also dive deep on lore and who's that. Like people in that latest trailer, they think that's Tyrael up there. It's not. It's not him. Who is it? Yeah. Ooh, tune uh-huh. in Monday to oh, find out know. all about who that guy is. Ooh. Ooh. I'll be, I'll be waiting with bated breath. Bated breath. Bated breath. breath. Uh, let's move to this story here about Germans. Uh, the Germans? They're pretty, yeah. they're pretty cool since the war, you know? <laughs> We like them, don't we? Yeah, we're. we're <laughs> it all worked out okay. It was like that time. Yeah, uh, there's a great line from Norm Macdonald. He's the only one that can do it justice, but he'll he'll say, "You know, I've been uh, I've been reading about that Hitler. Yeah, the more I read about that guy, the less I think I care for him." <laughs> it's like <laughs> I I don't know why, but nobody can do that kind of thing like he did. Yeah, no, it's true. I can't yeah. think of another comedian that can pull it's, it off. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to imagine if, if Kanye could pull that off. Uh. <laughs> Doubt it. Doubt it. Uh, hey, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. Anyway, moving on. German police are seeking help in solving bull sperm heist. Oh, no. Yeah, this is... <laughs> doesn't feel like, it feels like you've got like, you know, to have like uh, almost people's court music with this. Thing. I got some. Yeah, a whole bunch of bull sperm was stolen. Meet the defendant. He is very Ferdinand the bull. (laughs) Ferdinand the bull. I like that name for a bull. It's pretty good. Anyway, police Uh, in Western Germany are came up with it. Oh yeah, well, go ahead. Police in Western Germany are appealing for help in the uh, cracking a potentially very odd, very cold case. Uh, Authorities say about sixty containers of bull sperm. These worth a lot of money, by the way. Yeah. Uh, were stolen from a farm in the town of Offlin, 90 kilometers or 56 miles northwest or east, rather, of Cologne. That's where they have the games, uh, Gamescom every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, late Monday or early Tuesday, police said in a statement Wednesday that while it's unclear how the Russell uh, happened, the Russell, R- R-U-S-T-L-E. Yeah, the Russell. That's uh, funny. <laughs> uh, the precious cargo needs to be super cooled with liquid nitrogen at 196 Celsius. Uh, so it isn't spoiled. That's about 320 degrees Fahrenheit. Negative, sorry. Negative 320 Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are seeking uh, tips from the public that might lead to the recovery of the sperm, which was intended for artificial insemination. Um, the reason someone heisted it is because it is very, very valuable. And people just kind of go, oh, whatever, sperm. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, uh-uh. it's like gold, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, this is like, you know, you you put this into your prize cow and you get uh, you end up with uh super offspring or something <laughs> yeah you're getting some super yeah. big uh calf super calves yeah. and then those go on to make even better sperm i don't know how it works i don't either i, don't know. I just know that uh, i just know that it's desirable yeah for for farmers they don't say how much is worth here but i'm gonna guess that's about 50 let's see 60 containers whatever containers are so it's probably this is probably a million two million dollar heist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm picturing like an Ocean's Eleven style, like right? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they've got you know subterfuge going, and uh, one guy like uh, you know distracting them, and they they pause every time they introduce a new character to show you what they're. He's the bag man. Mm-hmm. He's the the plant. He's the uh, the expert. You yep. know, like. <laughs> Yep, and you don't want to be the little Asian guy that has to hide inside the bull sperm container. <laughs> the safe. Oh yeah, yeah, that poor dude. Uh, I just watched a really good Futurama where they basically Ocean Eleven to heist and oh really? It's okay. great. Oh my gosh, dude! I forgot how good 
technically the previous final season with its own finale was was 11 or 10 yeah 10 oh yeah that's right 10 because 11 is coming and they end it so beautifully and so it's heartfelt wonderful funny but just a great way to end that show but they leave this little crack of light for getting out of it and you didn't notice it when you watched it before because you thought that was it that's all they're ever going to do but there's this crack of we have an op we there's a chance that all these characters come back yeah and i'm so stoked oh i love that show so much all right moving on if you're okay here's a phrase you'll know you won't hear very often if your dog died prove it (laughs) prove it you can't this is what olive garden manager told uh a bunch of people who get time off at Olive Garden. Uh, it was a leaked memo, so we're going to share it here. Okay. Johnson County restaurant manager sent a harsh message to employees after taking time off and was subsequently fired. An Olive Garden media relations representative confirmed this. Uh, this happened where, let's see, this is the, this is the message to staffers that was sent out. Um, our call-offs are occurring at a staggering rate. I should do this with that music. <laughs> yeah. From now on, if you call off, that's a weird way of saying it. I've never heard the term call off. Like if you if you call out or call out sick or something like that. Call yeah. in sick, call out sick. I call, call in, in sick. sick, right? Call in yeah, sick. Yeah, call in sick. Oh, he called in sick. Yeah, that's the way you say it. Call yeah, that's off. how I'd say it. Unless your name is Colin, then you call in sick. Anyway. Colin's calling off. Oh, shit. Well, anyway. It says uh, this is happening at a staggering rate. If you call off, you might be uh, you might as well go out and look for another job. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. Boy, when you're here, you're certainly not family. <laughs> no kidding. Um, if you're sick, you need to come prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it. If it's oh a family God. emergency, you can't uh, and you can't stay or say too bad. Wow. Uh, go work somewhere else. It says if you want uh, the morning sti- uh, sorry if if you only want morning shifts, too bad. Go to work at a bank. <laughs> if anyone from here is on, uh, sorry, is is out calls. Sorry, if anyone from here on out calls out more than once, let me let me help you. If anyone from here on out here calls on out. out more than once, <laughs> didn't look right the whole time. When you're here, you don't use punctuation. <laughs> is the problem. <laughs> Uh, more than once in the next 60 or excuse me, 30 days, you will not have a job. Do you know why my 11.5 years at, at Darden? Okay. I don't know what Darden is. Anyway. No, no, whatever place he used to work. Yeah. How many days I called off? Zero. I came in sick. Well, then we don't want that. No, exactly. Great. I made my whole office sick, but by golly, I showed up to work. Lame. Oh, Darden is the parent company. Of oh, oh, oh. Okay. okay. Uh, he says, I, I came to work on time. There's no more excuses. Us, collectively as a management team, had enough. <laughs> you skipped a whole great line, by the way. I got in a wreck literally on my way to work one time. Airbags went off and my car was totaled. But you know what? I made it to work on time. Oh, my gosh. I did miss that. That's a, <laughs> That guy went hard. Dwight Schrute is what um, this guy is. He says, yeah. if you don't want to work here, don't. It's as simple as that. If you're here and you want to work, then work. No more complaining and not being cut. Or sorry, no more complaining about not being cut or not being able to leave early. You're in a restaurant business. Do you think I want to be here until midnight on Friday and Saturday? No, I'd much rather be home with my husband and dog, going to the movies or seeing family. But I don't. I'm dedicated to being here, as should you. No more excuses or complaints. 
I hope wow. you choose to continue to work here. And I think we management make it as easy as we can on y'all. Thank you for your time. And thank you for those who come in every day on time and work hard. I wish there were more like you. Anyway. <laughs> and they were fired. And they were fired. I mean, I love that. The thing is, I, uh, look, if your employees are taking advantage of your good graces, yeah. you, you yeah. put your foot down. I get it. I actually don't, dis- sure. I don't disagree with like the reasons for this at all. I don't either. I feel like, you, you, but there's definitely a better way to handle it. Yeah. There's a better way to say words. Yeah, exactly. I assume it's a lady, but it could be a dude married to a dude. I don't know. Sure. Sure. So who am I to say? Be. How am I to know? <laughs> uh, all right. Here's a good one. I don't know why this stuff happens. I feel like this happened a lot in the 90s, but it's happening again. Parents have filed yeah. a lawsuit saying their kids are addicted to Fortnite. <laughs> uh, that's the, What that tells me is you don't know how to parent. But anyway. Right, exactly. A lawsuit has been filed in Canada. Oh, hold on. It's not U.S., everybody. Also this. Canada! And uh, these are parents who say their chi- their, chids, their kids are addicted to the video game Fortnite. <laughs> it's your chids, Marty. <laughs> The Canadian Supreme Court uh, judge authorized the filing of Quebec parents against Fortnite's manufacturer, Epic Games. And Epic has a huge office up in uh, Montreal, so they can directly uh, sue them. Anyway, parents say their kids are so addicted that they don't take care of regular everyday hygiene, such as showering. Again, you're a shit parent. Sorry. You just are. Yeah. Yeah. You you let it get out of hand. It ain't exactly. I don't know. Maybe say, "Hey, we're going to limit your time on that device that you're playing Fortnite on." And, yeah. You know, you'll have a, a couple hour, a few hours a day, but you got to make sure you get all these other things done, like showering. Yeah, and we're not saying it's easy. We know yeah. kids can be hard. We know those moments happen, but it's still on you. I hate to say it. The game didn't. <laughs> the game doesn't make render you freaking useless. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, some kids are so dependent on Fortnite, they say they've stopped eating and sleeping. Uh, quote, the court concluded or concludes that there is a serious issue to be argued, supported by sufficient and specific allegations as to the existence of risks or even dangers arising from the use of Fortnite. I think this judge has no idea how video games work. The use of Fortnite. It's not the a drug. Of, like These kids are using Fortnite in dark alleys yeah. and back ways. You make it sound like fentanyl in a bag. It's not that. It's a game. You have control. Uh, these kids are ghost peeking and goading on the sticks and clutch, clutching and, uh, <laughs> and box battling and uh, <laughs> all those things. All those things. An attorney from the firm that uh, brought the suit uh, equated the game maker Epic Games to a tobacco manufacturer (laughs) and said the legal responsibility is basically the same. Be prepared to argue that in court. It's not the same. Yeah. Same thing in like uh, with StarCraft in in, in the 90s or early 2000s. I guess it was early 2000s. Name uh, any of it. Like when they did the hearings about Mortal Kombat or freaking uh, the stupid Sega CD game. uh, What was it called? Night Trap. Like, get over I remember, yourselves. I remember when we were kids and we had Pac-Man fever and we couldn't do anything about it and uh, we didn't sue anybody. Nope. Nope. I just kept putting quarters in it. I had no control. <laughs> uh, Lucier echoed the comparison of video games to tobacco, tobacco uh, addictions. It says the harmful effect of tobacco was not even recognized or admitted overnight, he ruled. Oh, come on. Canada, what are you doing? Yeah. We've been through uh, this. Our, our- 
Our resident Scientologist says, these parents might be neglecting their duties, but let's not pretend that Fortnite isn't a bit predatory. Oh, I know it is. But it's yeah. predatory in a way that, that parents have full control over. They control everything from... Because when you say predatory, what you're talking about is monetarily predatory. Yeah. The game right. is like, right. hey, do you want these cool skins showing the Mandalorian? You want pay to be the little, Mandalorian? Pay a little, exactly. You want some Marvel characters in here? Pay to win or yeah. pay to play. Yeah. But if your parents... you still It's still down to the parents. Still, you can you can say that stuff's tempting to kids. I get it. It's tempting to me. Yeah. But you got to have some, you know, you got to step in and be a mom. Be a dad. I know when to stop snapping. Yeah, Brian knows. And he's I not know. a kid, and I understand. Like, if Brian was a little yeah. kid and all he did was play snap, his mom and dad should probably step in. Totally. Yep. It's simple as that. We did the same shit back then. I spent too much time on a 2600 or an NES. My mom would step in. Oh, yeah. Put yeah. that light gun down. Hogan Hogan in his alley will wait another day, she'd say. <laughs> that Mario, she'd say. Mario. Stop climbing that ice for a little while, Brian. Yeah, no you more ice climbing. Exactly. Mar- Mario will save the princess in a different castle another day. That's right. Mario. Exactly. Mario. She'd say Mario, which I think Canadians say as well. They say Mario. Least, oh, really? Yeah, Bo does. And he's from Canada, and he cannot say Mario. anything but Mario. Really? Yeah. Even though the game itself... Mario in the games. Everybody who talks about the he games. He says it's a me, Mario. How yeah. can you argue with that? He, he never says. says he never. The Canadian version of the game does not say it's a me, Mario. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't. So Brian is right. <laughs> we know how to say it because Mario says it. Yeah. It's not like we had to wait until Charlize Theron said, "Here's how you pronounce my name." We yeah. we know right from you know right from Nintendo C- or uh, Mario sixty four when he said it's a me, Mario. Yeah. We knew right then. That's right, and that was all we needed. What else did we need? That well, you know what? You are right. That was the moment because that's when voice was lended to the character for the first time. Yeah. So we finally had the the answer in nineteen ninety six. Ninety effing six. It's not like we had to wait another twenty years. We know this. Mario. Mario. Jeez. I don't think Bo's listening today, but if he is, it'll be fun to talk to him after. (laughs) Uh final story. Yeah. They should throw that out. It's dumb. I just wanted my final note on the stupid lawsuit. It's oh, the, uh, the right. The, and I don't uh, even like Fortnite that much. I don't like Epic that much. I think they're a little weaselly, but <laughs> it's a bad precedent. It's stupid. Yeah. Go, you know what? If you're going to go after stuff, go after the moms who can't put Candy Crush down and have spent $4,000. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, like the adults yeah. that can't control themselves. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, here's another dog story to end this the news segment of the day. Um, a dog accidentally pulled a fire alarm at an Iowa doggy day camp. Ooh. Caused all kinds of mayhem. Um, <laughs> That's where Daisy's, well, Daisy's going to be going there uh, in a few days to a doggy day camp. Oh, no. Is it like a, this isn't like hospice it's for the dog. It's actually technically not. It's a, she's getting kenneled. Well, she's, she's technically getting, not kenneled, but boarded uh, with, with somebody who can cater to her specific needs we Ooh, can't, it know, is like hospice the, kind of it kind of is well it's it's uh yeah i mean it's just like it's just while we're out of town we just don't want somebody to have to deal with the oh while you're gone okay. as well. yeah exactly. <laughs> i thought you were committing her until the end i thought i was thinking no 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 this is uh you know with her with her cognitive issues and stuff like that we don't want somebody to have to come over because they pretty much have to be yeah here and we've got somebody who's going to be house sitting but they're not going to be here 24 7 and uh what if you get what if you get an email that says uh <laughs> play the music it goes and they say they go whoops brian 
jackass. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I can't believe you. Yeah. Maybe we'll hear from yeah. him. I doubt it, though. Go to the vet. They give you a medicine that cures cognitive doggy disorder. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One They're not going to fix themselves. Your heart. This show is so hard to listen to. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this kid, so this kid, this dog, rather, there's no kid. Um, maybe the dog behaved like a kid. Anyway, uh, accidentally pulled this fire alarm. Firefighters in Iowa were summoned to a doggy day camp, arrived to find the fire alarm had accidentally been pulled by the canine, canine camper. Dogwoods Lodge in Grimes. That's uh, Elon Musk's squeeze, right? <laughs> That's right. Hubba exactly. hubba, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have nice things to say about him. No. I mean, can you imagine? If oh. we know his we know his quote unquote public persona, it can't be better <laughs> in yeah. private. So I'm here's sure what's he, here's what's weird. It, yeah. I try to stay out of these things now because they're ridiculous, stupid, and unwinnable in a conversation. Yeah. But yeah. he went on stage at that Dave Chappelle oh, show man. for some reason. Chappelle has him out there. He gets up. They booed for 10 minutes until he left. <laughs> and he yelled things like, I'm rich, bitch, and all kinds of weird, really cringy stuff. Yeah. There's video out there of it. And they that crowd booed and booed and booed until Elon got off the stage. And then Chappelle was like, chiding the audience for booing and giving them a hard time and all i could think of was like hold on this 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 flies in the face of everybody's narrative the narrative is that Chappelle is like super transphobic and says a lot of transphobic jokes and all this stuff and he's upset a lot of people so in theory the people that go to Chappelle shows now are ones that are like yeah screw screw the thing free speech Chappelle, and they should love elon musk in their minds but they don't. <laughs> they don't. Because no. he's uh-huh. he's showing himself as like really just unlikable. <laughs> Forget about the political everything. Forget right. about all of it. He seems really annoying and unlikable as a human yeah, being. Has zero to do with, uh, you know, his his what he's done with Twitter that sort of thing. The dude just comes across as unlikable. So what happened to me was the scene in uh, Django. <laughs> This is terrible, maybe. No. Okay? I don't want to be okay. terrible, but this might be terrible. If it is, I'll okay. take my beatings. It's fine. Okay. But DiCaprio's character is dying, or dead, if I remember yeah. it right. Django Unchained, yes. Django Unchained. And uh, uh, the character played by Samuel L. Jackson, the kind of head of the house, but you know his, his head slave, because it's all set in the 1800s, right. uh, is just holding him and mourning his death. Right. Which seemed the whole point of that was to seem like so shocking and unusual, because why would this black man in this situation want to protect this plantation, horrible plantation owner that treats his treats his property, quote unquote, like garbage. But there he is doing it. And there was this moment in that stage thing where it felt like Chappelle was doing this with Elon. It's hard for me to explain. It just made me really uncomfortable and I hated it. So. End of the story. The 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 the, uh, uh, the 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 sum up here is, I would have booed as well because why is he on stage at a comedy right. event? A, exactly, exactly. Why are you here? Go do something else. He's already getting bored with the Twitter thing. He'll go get bored with something. Go get bored with something else. You're bored with Tesla. Yeah. Your stock sucks right now. You obviously don't yeah. care. Maybe focus on your space stuff. Maybe focus on that. <laughs> bored. Yeah. No, anyway. it, it's 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 completely irrelevant to have him up on stage for a Dave Chappelle show. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, okay, moving on. 
Actually, that's it. That's the story. That's it. We're moving on. Oh, to yeah. The dog pulled the thing and everybody freaked oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pulled at the, uh, right. Yeah. Pulled the fire alarm. Uh, there is a Dogwood Lodge posted a photo of Facebook showing the canine wearing a sign reading, Dear Grimes Fire Department. I am sorry I pulled that <laughs> fire alarm today. Sincerely, Birdie. That's cool. Well, now I've got to go look at the photo. Oh, my gosh. This, who's the best dog ever? Look at this cute puppy dog. Oh, look. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up, chat. So you can he see looks it. so, he looks so sweet. Where is it? Oh, it's not coming. Oh, there it is. Oh, look. Yeah. Look at him. He's fine. Who's the the goodest boy ever? Did they they clip that to his fur? It almost looks like they clipped it to his fur. Oh, there's video of him doing it. Bling, 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 bling. You can see it. Oh, pulling the alarm? Yeah. He jumps up. Yeah, they probably got all that. uh, Yeah. Oh, this looks like fun. I'd go do this. Oh, dogs are great until they poo at 3 (laughs) a.m. Uh, all right. Well, that's your news. We're going to take a break. When we return, um, the fun really begins because Bill will be here. We got a little something from yeah. a listener for him. We also got a little science with Bobby after that. Stick around for all of it after this song, Brian Brott. What do you got? Yeah. Well, here's a band that you've probably heard of. And Clarion Call was nice enough to send me this one. Uh, the band's called We Were Promised Jetpacks. They have a new EP called A Complete 180. Just came out last week and uh, features additional remixes of their songs by Manchester Orchestra, Andy Monaghan, and Zoe Graham. This is uh, Scottish rock band We Were Promised Jetpacks from their new EP. Here is the song, If It Happens. Ooh, very nice. Well, I hope it happens. Here's the song. We'll be back in a moment. Stay tuned. And all I want 
do is get high and enjoy that view. There's always another wrong on the ladder. Let's hang on. This is Larry Bird calling. Listen, my agent sent me that cartoon script, and I've decided I don't want to be involved in any way. These babies are the jewels of the Bean Kingdom. The Morning Stream. This is what I love about my job. I get to travel, see the world, meet new cultures. I mean, it's all bacterial, but hey, what the bleep. <laughs> I love that. Uh, welcome back. Hey, Brian, tell me who that was again, please. That was uh, We Were Promised Jetpacks from their brand new EP called A Complete 180. That was the song, If It Happens. We were and promised. It did. it did happen. We were promised jetpacks. We were we were pl- we were promised flying cars. Mm-hmm. We were promised jetpacks, yeah. and so far none of it. Yeah, I feel like I've seen uh, people on you know like those ones with the big arm things, and they float out into the ocean, but there's always a big pipe attached to them. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting there. I mean, you the know? pipe is with it's basically a water pack because it's it's basically firing a bunch of water, isn't right, it? Right, right. Because I don't think there's. Well, I mean, you could do rocket fuel, I guess. It's like the, you're attached to a uh, fire hose. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I would do that. Yeah. I would do that for a day if someone let oh, me. Oh, I would totally do that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Bill can make one. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. Hey, Bill Duran, you want to build a jet pack for all of us? Um, Is that one jet pack for every single person or one giant jet pack that we all share? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to imagine that. <laughs> I'm not sure about the semantics of your question. Let's, Who, let's say one jet pack that we all just take turns using. How okay, about that? that? Just seems, to make things easier. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. How do you fly? How, who, who would steer that thing is the question. Who do we let drive it? You know? Yeah, I'm not flying it first. Okay. I'll tell you that. All right. That's fair enough. I wouldn't <laughs> want you to either. Bill, of course, uh, joining us as he does every Tuesday from his uh, cool, awesome shop up there in the Pacific Northwest where he makes cool stuff. And runs the PunishProps.com website as well as the YouTube channel of Much Renown. And he's here this week to talk about whatever the heck he's making. Inspire us, Bill! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
It's gift-giving time, and I like to make gifts because I'm a maker. Sure. And in the past, both Brittany and I have made some cool stuff, got some cool things, and I wanted to share some ideas, especially because, like, uh, maybe you don't have enough time to order something, or maybe you're strapped for cash, and here's some ideas for things you can make. Nice. Uh, first off, starting with what you should be going for. Uh, if you're going to make something for someone for, as a gift, it should be high quality. Sh- you want to aim for heirloom quality, right? The sort of thing that they're going to keep forever, hopefully, mm-hmm. or for a very long time. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully not just throw something together at the last minute. It's going to fall apart uh, by New Year's. Mm-hmm. Right. And then uh, also, you know, it should be meaningful, right? Like if you're going to make something for someone, I could, I could make someone something that has nothing to do with me or us uh, and it wouldn't be as meaningful. So here's some great ideas uh, with some really fun examples. The first thing you can do is is to repurpose something uh, and turn it into something new that that's really cool and meaningful. Uh, so for example, a couple of years ago, I, I told my dad that I needed some old sails. He has several sailboats that he races. He has lots of old sails. And in like July, I said, hey, dad, I need some sailcloth for a project. Could you send me one of your old sails? And he did. And then for Christmas, I cut that sail apart and turned it into a bag. I purchased a pattern from Adam Savage's website for a really cool bag. So I made my dad a a, a bag, a really nice bag out of his old sails, which was really cool. Uh, Another good example, Britt. Uh, her family has this old farm, and every once in a while we go through it and get old cool stuff. Well, she found some sleigh bells, some really old, really legit sleigh bells uh, that were on the the leather straps that you would use to attach it to a to a horse. The Total leather straps, open sleigh. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Uh, the, the leather had deteriorated, so she rescued the bells, and she is cleaning up the bells, polishing them, and then she's going to make these um, strips of bells that you would hang from your front door. Uh, oh, cool. so, right. That's cool. And she had enough bells to make a bunch of them, so she's making some for her family. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, something else neat about their barn, um, they had a couple of barns on there. It's an old dairy farm. And one of the barns eventually, uh, it, was, it wasn't used for a, lo- a long time. Eventually it was falling apart, so they tore it down. But they kept a lot of the wood, and the family has been using that wood to make all sorts of neat things. So... To have uh, something made from the wood from Grandpa's old barn is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would be really cool. See, this is the whole our whole vibe this year has been anybody can buy anything for everybody. Like you can go, yeah, right. You know, we can just keep buying and keep buying if that's the way we want to do stuff. But there's probably better things to do. We ended up doing a the thing. Well, actually, you you both got this in the mail, but we started. We decided to to try our hand at smoking uh, stuff like meats and other junk and. We smoked a big, huge batch of salt. Um, huge pain in the ass. Took twelve hours or something of of just kind of watching it and raking it and making sure it's going. You know, it's not too smoky, not smoky enough, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then bottling it up and doing this thing because we just thought, yeah, we can buy. But why don't we instead buy containers and cool little labels mm-hmm. and then all that, and then we'll make the thing and put it in there. The hard part is just being creative enough sometimes to think of something cool. Sure. And, yeah. And the idea of like, hey, we're tearing down that barn. There's a ton of history there. You're all getting a piece of grandpa in a really cool way. I think that's mm-hmm. that's rad. Yeah. Like oh, that. Did a thing where she made a uh, 
a pillow from one of Tina's dad's old shirts, one that he used to wear all the time. And now that pillow kind of sits on my grandmother's couch and it's like, you know, a little piece of him that's always there. That's right. I, I mean, love that. Uh, yeah. another cool thing to repurpose, uh, like you said, the clothing, uh, Britka has a, a quilt that her mom made from all of her old t-shirts from high school. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff you're not going to wear anymore, but stuff you can't get yourself to throw away. Yeah. You could turn it into something uh, significant or meaningful. That's really cool. Uh, some more fun ideas. If you're a photographer like me or if you're a painter, um, you could get your pieces printed in some way. Although I will say it's too late now to get them ordered online. I tried yesterday and they're not going to get here in time. <laughs> but you can get photos printed on canvas or on metal and they both look wicked cool oh, yeah yeah like almost like a lithograph kind of thing exactly yeah, yeah. Mm. and it feels a little more special than just getting a print right a piece of paper right uh the the canvas ones i especially like they're they kind of stick out from the wall a little bit you can get them so that the image wraps around the edge they look really clean mm-hmm. um i've done several of those yeah, you can uh, get them it, at. Um, I I've had some done before. At just of all places, Costco they do a really good yep. wraparound canvas thing. Oh yeah, in fact, there. I might have to see if they can do mine in time because yeah. <laughs> I was looking online. It's too late. So yeah, locally, if there's a place that doesn't locally, you can check that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Christmas, Christmas at Costco. If you're trying to get prints or cards or oh. that stuff made, you may as well end your thinking right now. It's not going to happen. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too gonna late. have to glue some together you, some old bean macaroni of wood for my mom. <laughs> right, yeah, macaroni to a paper plate is yeah. kind of where you're at at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something else really fun is you could take an old family or heirloom, let's say, and restore or repair it. Um, so, for example, we've been restoring old tools from Brit's family farm, mm-hmm. uh, and they're still useful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some of them are like a hundred years old; and they still work. They just need a little love. They made um, that so stuff to last, man. It might get a little rusty oh, yeah. or whatever, but yeah. you know, constructed or construction-wise, that stuff's a lot better than what you're going to buy today. Could be, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, look for opportunities to do that, or like I said, repair something. Um, so let, let's say your family has an old old clock that's just been sitting there, doesn't work. You could figure out how to fix it. Yeah, um, I think that would be pretty special. Yeah, uh, something else cool. That was a really, really neat idea. If they have something they love, like a book, like a favorite book, you could bind the book in a decorative leather cover. Oh, nice. Uh, A friend of mine had this done with a book. um, It was Tobin's Spirit Guide, the the fictional book from... uh, (laughs) Beetlejuice? No, from... uh, Oh, maybe it's in Beetlejuice, too, but it's in Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters. That's right, yeah. You can buy the real book. They've they've made it, um, but then they went a step further and had the cover... Um, rebound in leather, and it looks so cool. That's right. It was your guide to the afterlife. Was the book there. about Beetlejuice? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, like if, especially if someone has a favorite book, that binding it in leather is something you can totally do yourself. Very cool. And it would make it really special. Like, how would you love to have a bound set of uh, leather Lord of the Rings books or something like that? Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm. Uh, and then the last thing I have on my list here is just like bake some cookies. Everyone loves getting cookies. And it'd be even more special coming from you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I, normally you don't want me making anything, but I think I could no, do it. No. I could do cookies. <laughs> hey, you can do salt, Scott. That's I can do salt. That's right. Salt. Yeah. Salt, yeah, not without help, but yes, I can do salt. The, the real, the real, <laughs> the real hero of all that was Dylan because he's had some experience with it and he helped us sort of walk through it. But yeah, 
Um, well, the, the meaningful yeah. thing, though, is every time I pinch a piece of smoked salt for my food, I'm going to think of my friends. Yeah, yeah. See? And that's the real point. Isn't that the point? <laughs> and, and, now, and knowing is half the battle. I can't mm-hmm. think of any other PSA endings to, to add to that, but that was very. The good. other half is red and blue lasers. That's right. You know what you kind of did? <laughs> you you. Uh, so last week, when, uh, Thursday, Wendy uh, told this story about uh, her boy uh, Peter made her a gift, and it was oh, literally yeah. a piece of wood with old parts from a broken uh, Xbox controller, arranged so circuit boards and little plastic bits and all this other stuff arranged in the letters that say "I love you" on there. Or, I love you, mom. And then it, that's all it was. And she loves that. Like, right. It's a little kid. So obviously there's a little bit of that going on. But sometimes, you know, people don't want like the most shiny, most expensive thing. Sometimes they just want mm-hmm. like a really human sort of yeah. thing. And that's, I think that's what these ideas are. So, I right. Love it. Yeah. This is great. And also, if you guys are last minute, you might still be able to work something out. Whereas, you know, mm-hmm. they might be all out of the dumb toy you want at the store, but you exactly. can still make things. Yeah, you can do it a lot faster uh, or, or personally and uh, don't have to wait for for Amazon to get more of it in stock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you just it. have to sneak over to your parents' house, tear off part of the, the house, yep. and then uh, turn that into something special. That's right. Now, we have a, <laughs> we have a bylaw here for the segment the, the, that uh, you do, and that is that you provide us with a little bonus link before you go. What do you got? I do have a good link. This is fun. Uh, this is a YouTube channel I just found called uh, TM Zenatan Woodworking. Z H E N A T A N. Oh, wow. He makes tiny little whiskey barrels, just oh. pint sized whiskey barrels, which wow. just shows his process, and I think it's adorable. I love stuff like that. Like, he's just a little t- tiny little channel, too. Wow, this is just a guy who's that. like, hey, guess what I make? Oh, they're both they make- barrel the size of an apple. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. these are cool. <laughs> and the process oh, is yeah. the same as how you do these for a big one, right? Yeah. Pretty what's much, that a, yeah. What's, that a, uh, what's a barrel maker called? A f- uh, Fletcher? No, that's an arrow. Uh, uh, Cooper. Uh, Cooper. It is a Cooper, Cooper? isn't it? A, yeah, Cooper? It is a Cooper? Oh, I love yeah. that. And he smokes oh, them thinking, inside? Yeah. These are rad. Right, I, I want one. I yeah, want everything's way cooler when it's way smaller. <laughs> it's way yeah. more fun. <laughs> oh, Bill, For you sure, can keep yeah. your you can keep your weed in it. That's right. <laughs> that'd be a, yeah, that'd be a lot of weed. Yeah, that'd be a lot of weed. Wow. Um, all right. Well, there you have That's it. That's what uh, I like. I like to have a pint of weed for Christmas. That's a pint of weed. <laughs> His last name is Z H E N A T A N. Uh, so it's Tim. That name woodworking. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced that name. <laughs> that thing I just spelled. And uh, yeah. good luck uh, finding that. It's on YouTube. But of course, punishprops.com and the Punish Props YouTube channel up there and uh, raging with new content. So go check it out. Bill, have a great time. We'll see you next week for. All right. Well, will that be the last? Before No, before Christmas it will be, but not before the new yeah, year. Yeah, not the last one of the year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So prepare yeah. accordingly, okay? All right. All right. I will. See you later. Bye now. That means nothing. He doesn't have to do anything. No, he doesn't have to. He no. just has to prepare some making is yeah. all he has to prepare. Yep. Um, all right. We got to get Mr. Pilot Man on the phone. Yes. Aviator Bobby. Yeah. Mr. Fly, land, fly again. Mr. Expert Yeah, I boy. thought I said that. A Fletcher makes arrows. When I was trying to remember the name, I was you like, did. no, let's see. Fletcher? No, that's makes Yeah, arrows. you said Fletcher, that's arrows. You said. Yeah. Oh, and intros for this podcast. You forgot about that part of the Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher also makes intros. That's, that's right. right. Uh, he doesn't make this, though. This guy does. 
science. Well, he doesn't make science, but he sure talks about it. It's uh, all around science's own Bobby Frankenberger joining us as he does each and every Tuesday to talk about some science or another. Bobby, welcome back to the show. I, I thought a Fletcher was a podcast segment critic. That's well, <laughs> he's uh, it's that's more of a shitoutaluck.com. Shitoutaluck.com. It's more of a Christine thing, I guess, but oh, okay. uh, but we love her her hot take. Shitoutaluck.com. Nobody everyone would ever go to that domain Did we determine if that was real. Shit. Let's see. Shit. Out. Oh, yeah. We- <laughs> of luck.com. Let's I don't just- know if we ever checked that one to see if it was actually available. It uh, says not secure and then a white screen. So there Aww. you go. I-, I got that it's for sale. Oh, you did? I got none of that. Uh, Brave may block some of that, I guess. I don't know. It could be, yeah. Well, I guess I'm shit out of luck.com now on getting that domain. <laughs> uh, Bobby, welcome back. What's uh, What's burning a hole in your little science mind? Oh, I got to read you a thing first. Can I read you a thing? Yes, of oh, course you can. Okay, so I, I I did tip you off on this earlier, but uh, just so you'd be prepared. But we got a text from a listener. This is from an anonymous listener who says, Hey, Scott and Brian, uh, regarding the text from episode 2373, where the listener said he wanted to craft with allegedly fake super metals. And we had the whole titanium discussion and all that stuff. Right. Says, I wanted to point out that the, and I know I'm not going to say this, but Orich Alcum, Orich Alcum? Oracalcum uh, was a real metal. Uh, it's believed to be an ancient name for either bronze, platinum, or brass. So you can craft things with oracalcum. Oracalcum. Though it may not be as strong as games make it seem. I'm not sure what, what he means by games, but maybe video games. I don't. I don't remember where that came from. But anyway, uh, so any additional thoughts on oracalcum and it being real? Um, well, I didn't know it was real. Uh, I I think it's. I did look very quickly at this. I think it's. It was a gold and copper alloy or something like that, mm. um, and it wasn't very great. <laughs> like it it might have <laughs> no, looked feels really like that nice. Would be soft because gold is yeah. a softer metal. So and that's so true. Is copper, copper's pretty soft. Yeah, also. right. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it, it's it's in a it is in a lot of games. I know it's um it's like in Shadowrun, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, it's right. big and shatter and it's a magical metal. Um, do you, do you think we're, do you think there's still, I always, I don't know why this question comes up sometimes, but when people talk about metals and rare earth metals and this sort of thing, I always have this question in my head. Is there, are there any metals yet undiscovered naturally in the, on this planet? And I know, I know there's weird shit floating in asteroids and, you know, chunks of other moons and planets and junk that, perhaps one day may hit here in asteroid form or something but um and bring those metals with them but are are there any anything it's, we it's haven't tough found to say, I, w- I would say you, you know you can never know for sure because if we haven't discovered it we haven't discovered it right? right um right but we can't we do know a lot about physics and chemistry and how how it, whether it w- would likely be possible and i would say that it's very unlikely because where would it fit on the periodic table we like the way that those elements are all like if you're just talking about a pure elemental metal then i would say basically no mm. because it, we know what is possible based yeah. on how physics and chemistry works right. um now an alloy of of a combination of metals we could make theoretically because you just combine metals together and figure out a way to get them to stick um, right but uh, as far as elemental metal goes, I doubt we're going to find anything new. So if I was able to get a little aluminum and gold to hang out, 
with each other. Could I make a new metal and say, hey, I've, I'd like to make an announcement. This is called... Frogpantium. Frogpantium. That's good. I like that, actually. Let's say Frogpantium. Frog yeah, can I, I like do that. can I do that, and will it be recognized by the by my peers and those in the science community and that sort of thing? Or am I screwed? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea. I think the, the fact answer. that it's an alloy means you, that it's not really a new discovery. It's just uh, yeah, it's just putting two. stuff together. I think gold yeah. and aluminum. I I just looked it up. It's uh, I think it's been done. I don't yeah. know. I'd have to read this entire Wikipedia article. They've probably tried everything, right? All things. Have I been would tried. imagine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at this stage of the game, it's it's like yeah. we were the first time they had a self serve drink machine at uh, the Burger King, and we went up there and said, "All right, what does Coke and Sprite taste like? Ooh, I've invented a new drink. What does what does Coke and Dr Pepper taste like? Ooh, a new drink." Yeah, yeah man, yeah. I love swamp water. It's my favorite thing to do at a drink thing, or it used to be. We called right? it that. Yeah. We do it. go to the Seven Eleven and just and just hope for the best. Anyway, I can't remember uh, what they called it when I was growing up. We called oh. it Kamikazes here. Yeah, oh, Kamikazes is pretty good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Oh, sorry, I just heard a sound. What was that? Then I found out that Kamikaze is a real drink, and uh, I like those a lot better. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the, there you have it then. Uh, well, Bobby, all that aside, uh, you you probably bought some real science with you for this segment today. What do you got? Well, you guys have been talking about something that um that I thought would be interesting to talk about. It's you've been getting emails and talking about toilets flushing and the Coriolis oh, yeah. effect, right? Sure, right. We have. So we wanna, talked only about toilets, but there's apparently a lot more to this, right, than just toilets. There is, there is, and the Coriolis effect is is um, is is responsible for a lot of things, and um, we, you talk, you hear about it a lot in weather, which is something I've been studying a lot of because of flying, and um, and also in rocketry, the Coriolis effect is is used. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about the Coriolis effect and why um, why this whole uh, toilet flushing in different directions things is total nonsense. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you mentioned that it has, that uh, it affects rockets too, which surprised yeah. me because uh you know it it feels like it's only only has an effect on things that are on the hemisphere and once a rocket leaves the atmosphere how could how could well which uh, hemisphere well, uh, while from? it's well first of all not yeah. all rockets leave the atmosphere oh that's true okay yeah, that's uh, true. Right. second of all sure. while the rocket is leaving the atmosphere it is in the atmosphere first it's still being affected by yeah that hemisphere's atmospheric so why don't okay. we just talk about what the Coriolis Let's do that. Is. Let's start with uh, <laughs> with A. That's right. We'll start with so A. So the Cor- Coriolis effect is the result of what's called the Coriolis force. Um, and it's a really weird thing. Physics is weird. Uh, it's called a fictitious force <laughs> or a pseudo force. It's not a real force. Um, it's something... A fictitious force is something that you observe by being... In a, you know, observing something in an inertial frame from a non-inertial frame, all these kinds of weird things about accelerating bodies and where, you know, Einstein made things complicated by mm-hmm. by talking about relativity. And now we have to think about it all the time. Right. Um, so, uh, but the the easy way to think about it is um, when, when you're talking about the Coriolis force, it's basically when you're looking at something that's moving in a rotational frame, something that's rotating, um when something moves inside of it, you will often observe or even feel a force that isn't really actually there. It only exists because the place from which you are 
observing it from is moving. Ah, um, relative stuff. Okay. So, like when you do the the centripetal force thing with a tire, or like a uh, uh, like a bike tire or bike wheel, mm. and you move it and it, that, and you feel that pull or whatever, is that like that? No. So that, that is uh, that's actually. Um, that's a gyroscopic precession that you're talking about. That's to- that's a whole other thing. Okay. That's a yeah, real force. Centrifugal force, I think, it was like the bucket of water on a string, and you spin it around, and the the water stays in the bucket. Yeah, and oh, then the, right, and then right. that's even more complicated because there's centrifugal and centripetal centripetal <laughs> force. Yeah, yeah, right. And I can't remember. I always get those confused. I want to say what? centripetal pushes in and centrifugal pushes out. Yeah, there, centrifugal. Yeah. I think you're right. Centrifugal force pushes outward, and centripetal force is just the opposite force because gotcha. every force has an equal and opposite force, right? Right. right. Um, it, it's hard to but, keep track of which is which because it's like stalactites and stalagmites. You got to come up with exactly. Like a, they yeah. named them thing. They're they're coming up with these names, and they're like, you know what? They're equal and opposite. <laughs> Let's give them similar names. That'll make it easier. <laughs> sure. To remember. Sure. Right. At least at least stalactites and stalagmites are easy to remember because tight it's, it hangs tight to the ceiling. Stalactite. Oh, see, that's what I never had a good uh, mnemonic device for that. I didn't. I could never. I remember it in an opposite way. Stalagmites are like like a mite is a little insect that would crawl on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> <laughs> See, either of those work. I feel dumb because I never yeah. even had that. I never had a good one. The stalagmite looks like looks like the things pointing up. There you go. It's kind of like uh, Bactrian and dromedary uh, camels, oh. remembering two humps and one hump. I like that. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Anyway, um, so <laughs> an example. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so an example of um, of of like a, a Coriolis force or a Coriolis effect might be. Imagine you've got you've got two people who are running and they're throwing a ball back and forth between each other. Let's say you're running along a football field and you're passing a ball back and forth to each other. Yeah. Wouldn't be too too tough. You're just passing it back and forth, right? But imagine instead that while you're running, you're you're both running in a circle uh, around each other. So you're like yeah. sort of, so, you know, yeah, like you're both running in a circle point, opposite yeah. each other around a central uh-huh. point. Yeah. If you try to pass the ball back and forth to each other, from each of your perspective, the ball is going to look like it's veering off to the right if you're running counterclockwise. Um, And so that's sort of like a pseudo force or or a fictitious, like it it appears to be having a force acting on it, right? Right. Now, the way this works on the Earth is a little bit, so it's hard to talk about this because it's a little bit hard to visualize. You've got a lot of things to think about, so I'm going to do my best here. Paint, paint us a um, so, mental picture, will you? Yeah, so imagine that you're standing on the equator of the Earth. All right, all right? I'm there. I'm in my, in my um, head, I'm there. Let's do it. Yeah, and you're you're going to shoot a bullet or launch a rocket to the North Pole. Sweet, okay, let's take care of those bastards north. once and for all. Oh, this isn't a... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. you're just this will finally shut those elves up. Yeah, shut up yeah. those bastards. <laughs> you're, you're, it's Christmas time, It's <laughs> and you're a, you're a villain. Um, you're, <laughs> you're throwing it straight north. All right. Okay, yep. So now as soon as that bullet or rocket launches, uh, one thing you got to remember is that the earth is spinning underneath it, right? Right. As soon as it leaves the ground, the earth is spinning underneath it. So one thing you might expect to see is that, um, that when it starts to move to the north, you might expect it to look like it's traveling to the left because you're facing north so it's it looks yeah. like it's traveling to the west because you're moving to the right underneath it right you're right yes 
But that is not what happens. And this is where it's it's strange. And actually, you're moving to the right underneath it, sure, but you will observe that the rocket, as it moves to the north, appears to veer off to the right. So it's is it is it because it's being launched from a thing that is also moving to the right and therefore it it's taking it with it kind of thing Man, or look at the brain on Brian. Yeah. No, right. That's what's <laughs> so coming that's, out of your ears. Amazing. Yeah. That's half of, of exactly what's going on. So okay. one thing we have to remember oh. is yes, the earth is as much as we feel like it's stationary, the earth is spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, so when anything like a rocket launches off the earth and that, that's why I chose the equator very specifically is because the equator is the farthest point from the axis of the earth where it's spinning the axis of rotation right? right so anything that leaves the earth will not just be moving to the north like we want it to it will also have that rotational velocity it'll also have that velocity moving it to the east as well so it will be moving north and to the east at the velocity of the point from where it left so if you if it left the equator that that the equator has the most rotational velocity of sure. any place on Earth because it's so far away from the axis, right? The furthest point, yeah. Yeah, the closer you get to the North Pole, the slower you're moving around the axis. And that can be easy. It's easy to think about that if you just imagine yourself taking a, being at the North Pole and taking a couple steps back and just like thinking about how fast are you moving around the North Pole. You're, it's still taking you a whole day to go around the North Pole, but you're right there next to it. So it's, you're moving very slowly in that rotational way. Mm-hmm. But, at, but at the equator, it takes a whole day to move entirely around the Earth. So you're moving much faster. Um, so if you launch that rocket from the equator, it's got that same velocity that it had to the easterly direction when you launched it to the north. Now, here's the key. As it moves to the north, the ground underneath the rocket is moving in that same direction, but slower and slower the further north it goes. But the rocket, as it moves north, still has the same eastern velocity that it had when it left the ground. Uh, From the place that it left, right. Yeah. Right. So it will... From the even though it's still really technically going in a straight line mm-hmm. um, with the same velocity, it will appear to be moving to the right from anybody that's on the ground because mm-hmm. they're moving slower to the right than the rocket was when it left the equator. And the further it goes north, the more it's going to appear to veer to the right because yep. of the, the difference in exactly. how they're moving. Exactly, so much so the that it might actually start to, to, to really go very far to the right and 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 anyway that's what you get is that that effect this we see also affects um weather systems uh because air is a thing that's moving above the earth right mm-hmm. and so this is also why uh hurricanes um spin in the direction that they do um oh. is, beca- is because that it's being moved. So a hurricane has a really low pressure center, so it's like sucking all the air into the eye, right? Mm-hmm. And so if the air is being sucked from the south of the eye to the north, it it moves in a particular direction as it's as it's moving because it veers off 
to the right. Whereas if it comes from the north, it does the opposite because it's moving slower at the northern northern latitudes than than the ground is underneath it from mm-hmm. above. Does that make sense? Yeah, wow. yeah. More and than so I, that has the yeah. effect of causing the whole storm to spin. Right. I always wondered why they they all look like that. Right. You see the weather yeah. weather patterns. You're like, oh, there's a weird thing forming off the coast of Florida. We're going to call it Hank, and it's going to hit landfall. Blah, 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 and it's always going like that. Right. Yeah. Now, every I hear people in the chat saying like that it's clear as mud. It's very hard. It's so much easier if you look <laughs> at a if you if you look at a picture. Um, but just know that the reason all this happens again is just because the Earth is moving relatively slower at different latitudes mm-hmm. um, and and whatnot. So, and that also has the opposite effect in the southern hemisphere. So you might be wondering if it does. Because, you know, hurricanes, quote-unquote, in the southern hemisphere do spin in the opposite direction. So you might be wondering, Bobby, didn't you say that the the toilet thing was BS? Um, you did say that. I remember you said that. So yeah. how can I say that when I just said this about the storms? <laughs> um, the reason is because these effects, you see these effects on large scales, and it's it's... Right. It's not happening on a small scale like that. I actually, to make sure that I wasn't just going to tell you something that isn't technically true, I went and tested this this morning um, in a, in my sink. And the reason you see spinning in um, in a sink as it drains or a toilet has a lot more to do with the water motion. Some people will say that it has to do with like imperfections in the bowl of mm-hmm. the. Of the of some the some people basin. meeting me, that was one of the reasons I said that the you know, one yeah. of the things that could affect it, like if you have a and, a weird shaped bowl, it could yes. affect the direction things go. Yeah, and so so you that probably would have more of an effect than the Coriolis effect. You're right yeah, about that. For sure. But actually, most of what's determining the spin of either a toilet flushing or a sink draining is microcurrents in the water that already existed. Um, when you turn on the water for in the sink, for example, to fill it up, mm-hmm. the water is not just plopping down in the sink and then not moving. The water hits the sink and then starts moving, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the location of the the spout in the sink will determine how the collectively on a large scale all that water is in motion, and so. It- and you can right. even like, you know, you can fake it by <laughs> going to suggest you stick your hand in the toilet. But if you do this with a sink, <laughs> you have a full sink and you pull the drain, you can spin your hand one way or the other and yeah, make the water start it. moving and you can control what direction it goes right. down the drain. You're a greater yeah. force than whatever the reasons it was spinning the other way. Right. right. Even if, right. so this is the cool thing, even if, because you're right about that, but even if you uh, fill the sink with water, and this is what I tested earlier this morning even if Mm -hmm. you fill the sink with water and let it stay until it looks like it's not moving anymore Mm -hmm. like i filled up the sink and let it stay for like five or seven minutes and it wasn't moving anymore and then you drain it it'll still always drain in sort of the same way because if if your bathroom sink you know the faucet doesn't move in like Mm -hmm. a typical bathroom sink so it's usually the the forces that it starts with are going to be the same no matter what but it's because there are very small motions still happening that were imparted in, into that body of water when you when you put it in there. And as the water collectively moves toward that small drain hole, those those collective motions get amplified um, because it's all 
concentrated into that small hole. <laughs> and so I tested that. I did it multiple times. I dropped a, a, a drop of food coloring. Food in coloring, it just, yeah. yeah. To see how it was moving. And it, every time it rotated in the same direction. And I could, I could alter that by pouring a jug of water on the other side of the sink in the other direction and filling it that way and then letting it come to rest, quote-unquote, after about five or ten minutes and then drain, and it would go in the opposite direction, and I could reliably wow, so do that even, every time. even letting it sit after a long time, after yep. you pour that jug of water, you still does little Because that micro water is currents. still moving, you just can't wow. see it. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Interesting. Well, I know I learned something today. And uh, boy, howdy, next time I see a big swirly anything, I'm going to think about you. That's how it'll work. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. I just yeah. want you to think about me when you're getting a swirly. Like when I get a, when I, when I get a, a hot fudge sundae, which I haven't had in a long time, but if I did and I see the guy putting the whipped cream on in a certain direction. <laughs> you go to the soft serve machine. I so love the ice Dairy cream. Queen. Yeah, when Dairy Queen does that little uh, twist. Right. Do they do it the opposite way in Australia? Oh, man. So. Now, see, what I'm going to do is, regardless of what direction, I'm going to run over there and put my finger in it and make it go the other way and say, look, I can control. I have the power to make it change. Coriolis force be damned. Yeah, take exactly. that, jerks. Uh, well, anyway, I'm glad you brought this with you, and it's uh, super fascinating. And everybody who was afraid we were going to talk about toilets for 20 minutes, you were wrong. You were wrong. Okay. We talked about cool science, not toilets. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bobby, tell us more about where you talk and pontificate about science issues so people can find it and put it in their ear holes. Well, I have a podcast called All Around Science that we talk about exciting stuff in science news all the time. I think very soon, either it wasn't yesterday, but, but maybe next week's episode, we might end up talking about this fusion energy breakthrough thing. Brian asked me about it on Discord. He said, are you going to talk about that? And I told him sort of like a grump. And I was like, no, because it's basically not even news. And then I looked it up and there's been updates. And apparently they have reached. The, it's been confirmed that they did cross that. I was seeing that this morning. Yeah, and that's what made me ask about it. That uh, a fusion uh, reaction that that produced more energy than it took to create the reaction. So it's a, it's still a little, it's still an incremental change and it's, it's maybe being overblown a little bit, but I would, I, I do want to talk about that a little bit because there's, there's a lot of nuance there and it is exciting. Mm -hmm. They did read, they did pass a threshold and it's, but it's incremental advances that are hopefully so going to eventually are, get us there. Yeah. We are one step closer to having a Mr. Fusion built into the back of our DeLoreans that will yeah. power yeah. our uh, trips to the, to the future. An incremental advance is still an advance. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, if yeah. I drop a, uh, a toothpick on the carpet... <laughs> Didn't take much energy, just a little bit, right, to drop it. Sure. Mm -hmm. But then sure. Kim walks over there and she kicks into it and it jams right into her foot. And yeah. then she yells and swears and stomps yeah. around. She is putting out way more energy. Oh, than she's it took. You, that's yeah. right. That is creating more energy than the energy it took to drop that. Uh, yeah. So I've done fusion. I've done cold fusion here at the house. Is what I'm you saying. You have fused solved a toothpick the with energy the crisis. <laughs> Actually, fused a toothpick with Kim's foot is what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, what a combo. Uh, Bobby, it's always good having you on, man. I hope people do listen to your show because it's good, not just because it's there, but because it's good. And uh, we yep. can't wait to have you on next time. We'll see you uh, on a future episode, hopefully next week if you're around. I will try to be here. Bye now. Bye. Unless he goes to the zoo or to some kind of freaking flying lesson or some other BS. <laughs> Never know with this guy. You know? Exactly. Yeah, the priorities, Bobby. 
Yeah. No, no, Get, I'd never thought about, you know, I just figured, oh, hurricanes spin because they spin. But now we understand why now we get it. spin. Yeah, I didn't, I really didn't understand that until today. Uh, I meant to ask you this before we go today. Yeah. Did you, uh, I know you bought it, but did you play Marvel Remix? It. Is it fun? I uh, haven't played it with Tina yet, but I've um, basically, you know, I get a game and I'm, I know I'm going to need to explain it to people yeah. to like take it to Christmas and New Year's Eve parties. Sure. Uh, I do a solo game just to kind of figure it out. And I, so I've played it, but just not with another living human being. Ah, and you, but you see the potential. You like what you're seeing. I see the potential. It's great. It is a, it is, it's, you know, it's funny. It's like, uh, it's kind of modeled, not modeled. It's kind of similar to Marvel Snap in the way that it's a quick game. You're mm-hmm. only drawing, I think, six cards, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and then the big part is the scoring, although the game that it's based on or derived from um, has a much more complicated scoring uh, mechanism. And we talked about that with uh, Dan that oh, you actually, right. yeah. they recommend you get an app to do the scoring for, was it Mythic? I think I've got, let's see. original game that it's based on is nope doesn't say um oh, oh he did say though um yeah fantasy realms that's it uh, fantasy realms yep. and that one requires that one's so complicated that you want an app to do the scoring for you this yeah. one is so easy the paper that's in there is easy just fine for scoring okay so nice well when you play more quick the, kind of game when you play more i want to hear about it it sounds like a okay that's okay, one, well. one i want to get it's like Harder to get and a little pricier than your your usual quick yeah, battle game, but I, if it it's is. worth it, it's worth it. So, for sure, um, the second best Marvel card game I've played this year. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, both of which you did solo, so that's cool. That's right. Yes, exactly. Um, Play Retro is happening today at three thirty Mountain Time. We are doing a little bit of a Christmas thing. Me and Dunaway. Uh, we're going to talk about the Christmas games of the seventies through the late nineties that were specifically Christmas. These days, you go play Fortnite and you have a Christmas event or World of Warcraft Skin. or whatever. Yeah, and you just are used to that. That's the way, and then it goes yeah. away, and then you keep playing your game. That's not how it used to be. If you were going to have Christmas in your game, it was a Christmas game. That's the way it was, and that was a weird thing then. And we're going to celebrate that a little bit today on Play Retro. So if you want to get your play, your uh, retro video gaming uh, fun on, check out that podcast today at 3.30 Mountain Live here at frogpants.tv or get it wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, we'd love it if you would support our show at patreon.com slash TMS. You'll never get an ad. You'll get pre-show content every day. You'll get cool couch party stuff on the weekend, art in the mail, and other great monthly benefits that only you can get by signing up at frogpants. Sorry, uh, patreon.com slash TMS. S. That's going to do it for yes. us today. I think we probably should leave. But to do that, we're required by state law, both uh, Colorado and Utah <laughs> state law, that we have to play a song. True. So, it's, Brian? it's one place where uh, our, our states agree. Mm. Uh, Corey B. from Australia wrote in and said, hey, screech and boom. Sorry if this request is too late. Any day in December is fine. It is my sister Brooke's birthday this week, oh. and I wanted to request a cover from her favorite band, The Wombats. We just saw them live last Tuesday, and it was an amazing experience. Their cover of Running Up That Hill that they recorded for Triple J's Like A Version earlier this year was a great cover that gave it its own identity. If not that song, then any other Wombats cover is fine with me, or just any British indie rock cover will do. Happy birthday to you, Brooke. Love the show, though. Signed, Corey B. Nice. Well, nice. happy birthday, Brooke, and uh, great suggestion for this one. Yeah, this uh, the, the uh, Triple J guys have stopped doing cd releases every year that collect the best of triple j's like a version but now they're doing it they're just releasing them as downloadable purchasable singles and uh 
it probably saves me money because there are some that I, I listen to and I'm like, oh, I'm never going to play that one on the show. But now I can kind of pick and choose and buy the ones that I need to buy so I can legally play them on the show. This mm. is one of them. This is so good. Of course, a cover of the song by Kate Bush that everyone finally remembered thanks to uh, Stranger Things this year. Here is Running Up That Hill by the Wombats. Very nice. Real quick note, I guess during the show, the Spider-Verse 2 trailer dropped. So uh, we we got to check that out um, today. Very very exciting. Speaking of Marvel. Anyway, that'll do it for us. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Remember, short week this week. No Thursday show, but we are here tomorrow. And then Brian goes to Vermont to see a dead body up there. I wouldn't go up there if I were you. Wouldn't go there if I were you. So that's all coming up. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You're such a dildo.